Kedushin Daf Samachalef Amud Beis, Will and Willpower in Law to Ver Hayisha. Once again, may this chus of our learning protect our soldiers from harm and may they see victory quickly. Amen. There's a saying that, that, that you've heard, Ein davar ha'omed bifnei ha'ratzon. Have you heard that? There's nothing that stands in the, in the way of, of willpower. And uh, uh, that phrase has no makor in, in Chazal. Chazal ne- never said that. But it's become, a, it's become a popular phrase. What does it mean? What is will? What is willpower? Just as we learned yesterday, there are different nuanced meanings to words in Lashon HaKodesh that, 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 that are not just nuanced. They're, they're substantially different. So yesterday we learned about different condition, conditionality, a, a condition which is almanat and a condition which is im, and how different they are, and how that clarifies a whole lot of different things in, in, in understanding life and, and dealing with people. So also when it comes to desire, to will, to, they're different words and they mean different things. And I, I've decided on this sugya, it's, just, it's one of these wonderful sugyas where one can spend a month on it with ease. Uh, the whole issue of tanaim, of conditions, tanai gadu v'nei ruvein, how to formulate a condition that has to be based on the way that the condition that Moshe gave the tribes of Gad and, uh, and Ruvain the four or five different conditions for a Tanaya, Machlekes, Rabbi Meir, and Rabbi Gamliel, and the Mishnah, Dafsamach, Aleph, and Aleph. It's a beautiful Tanaya. And then the Gemara goes through an analysis of all the different Tanaim in, in, the, in the Torah, wherever a condition was used, and it examines the construction of the, of the condition and the reason for the condition. One of the conditions it looks at is Avram giving Eliezer the, the job to go and find a, a wife for, for Yitzchak. And there, there's a condition. If this, then that, and if not, then, then that, as we'll, as we'll see in the, in the psukim. And I've chosen to focus on one little point in, in this whole amazing sugya to learn an insight from Avram Avinu directly. So we've had lots of situations where Rabbi Meir and, and in this case, Rabbi Hanina bin Gamliel come into our base of Medrash, where Rashi comes in and Tosfos comes in and the Rambam comes in. And and if Shimon Shkop comes in and teaches us, but how about Avrom Avinu himself? This morning, Avrom Avinu is going to come in and teach us something about life that we need to know. And it's hidden in the lines of the Gemara. You know the, the story, and I've got the psukim from Perik Chavdalad in Parshas Chaye Sarah, where Avrom says to Eliezer, go and get a wife for Yitzchak. Maybe the woman, and he's talking about the woman, in other words, there's an understanding. I'm going to find the one. There's somebody there for, for Yitzchak. I'm going to find that person. But what happens if that person doesn't want to come with me? Says Avram. In that case, there's no... He, says Eliezer, can I agree that Yitzchak will go there? If this is his shidduch. This is the girl for him. Says Avram, absolutely not. She's, Yitzchak is not going back there. And if she doesn't want to follow you, you've, you've done your bit. But my son can't go back there. When Eliezer repeats the whole thing to the family of, of Betuel, he repeats it slightly differently, and we learn from those differences that Avram said more than is reported in the first version. There's some additional pieces, but he also says there that if they don't want to send, if you've come to my family and they don't want the girl to marry Yitzchak or they don't want her to travel, then you're done. Then, then you, you've done your bit. You don't have to do anything more than that. 
So the Gemara asks a question not based so much on the construction of the Tanai, but on the specific piece of instruction that Avram gives to, to Eliezer. Imlo lamali. What is added in Avram's instruction in Posachet when he says, If she doesn't want to come, you're, you're free. He's already said, no ways is my son going there. So clearly, if, they, if you can't bring her here, then that's it. You've done your bit. What is Avram teaching us by repeating the specific instruction? Then this shvur, this oath doesn't apply. You've done everything you had to do. Says the Gemara. It's true. He, he needed to. Avram had to say that. What happens if the family all agree? Eliezer goes and he does his shtick at the well and he is able to identify and, and he sees Rivka and, and it's clear that Rivka is the one and he goes and it's, it's exactly as the Torah tells us. It's absolutely clear to Eliezer, Rivka is the one. And Rivka is a little girl. And the family says, wonderful, this is a great shidduch, we're in agreement. And the little girl has a tantrum and says, I'm not going. I might have thought, Naiti Bar Kocha, you say to her, you know what? You don't decide here. This is something we're going to decide. Do you remember, uh, Jared, we talked once about where little children hold their parents hostage. Yes. Yeah, no, the children don't have to decide everything. The parents can also make decisions and impose it on the children. It's okay. You don't have to have everything. doesn't have to be democratic in the family. So I might, might have thought that uh, in this case, too, the parents want, the brothers want, Avram wants, Elia, everybody wants, and the girl's having a tantrum. Come, Ashwana tells us, no, you don't bring her against her. She doesn't want to come, you don't bring her. Why not? This is the girl. This is the one. Just as she's a little girl and she's having a bit of a tantrum. Is that a reason not to bring her? What does that all mean? We see this acting out in the Shulchan Aruch. In Hilchus Kibud Aveim in Yoradeh. Talmid Shorotze Lalechet Lamakom Acher Shu Botech Shir Esiman Brachab Talmudolif Neharav Shisham. A Talmid wants to go and learn Torah at a particular yeshiva. Vaviv Mochebo Lefishu Doeg Shibota Irav Deko Chavim Alilim. And the father says, I, I don't want you in Israel at the moment. They're on the verge of war. And you can sit in America. You can learn in New York. You can learn in Lakewood. You don't have to be in, a, in I don't want you to be in Israel at this particular time. The son does not have to listen to the father. Despite all the laws of Kibbut Avayim, in this case, the son is not obligated to listen to the father. Says the Ramah, So in both these cases, it's different from earlier in, in Simon Reish Mem. The Shulchan Aruch talks about where a father wants a child to go against the Torah or doesn't want to allow the, to, the son to, to, to keep a mitzvah. So we've dealt with all that. Even at a mitzvah the Rabbon, we've dealt with all that already. Here the fathers say, now I want you to learn Torah. Go to Lakewood Yeshiva. It's one of the best yeshivas in the world, if not the best. What better can you do than that? Sit in Lakewood and learn. What do you have to be in Eretz Yisrael right now? Son says, that's where I feel I can do better. So he can go. And the same applies if the child wants to marry somebody. The child doesn't have to listen to the father. Says, You're not marrying this girl. I've got somebody else in mind for you. The child doesn't have to marry who the father wants him to marry. The child can marry who he wants to marry. And that's, that's the din, although this is not given as a makor for the, for the din, but this is what Avraham Avinu is saying. 
she, you can't force her to marry somebody. doesn't matter that the family wants it and that we want it and that by Navua we think she's the right girl. There's, there's a piece that's missing. The, the piece that's missing is she must want it. If she doesn't want it, it isn't going to work. It's not the right thing. And that's based on a Maharik. The Maharik was a posek at the end of the time of the Rishonim, so 15th century in Italy, a very important uh, posek who wrote, wrote Shilas and Chuvas, which as you see, even there are more bases psakim on the Maharik. And he says there, Can a father stop a son from marrying a girl who the son wants to marry? If she's a good girl, she's Jewish from a good family, there's nothing wrong with her. Firstly, and he goes through why not, even when it comes to monetary matters, the father can't force the son to spend his own money on what the father wants him to spend his money on. How much more so? Here it's not about money, it's it's physical pain to have to abandon the girl he's in love with because the father wants him to marry somewhere else. That's not reasonable. I think this is like being told to go against Ivre Torah. Then that's also because we're told you're not allowed to marry a woman without seeing her. Why not? The reason is because you might find something you don't like about her. So you see there's an obligation to, to be sure that you like the girl that you marry. You can't be forced to marry somebody that you're not attracted to. So that the Maharik is the source of the din of the Ramor, which the Ramor links to the din of the Shulchan Aruch of the Mechaber, just as Torah, you can't be told where to learn Torah, so you can't be told who to marry. That's the, the, the same din, and it's based on that Maharik. And where does this whole thing come from? So, so if you look at the, in the Gemara and Avedah Zorik, on, on the posuk, ki im betorat Hashem cheftso v'torato yege yomam v'layla, in the beginning of Tehillim person whose, whose desire is for the Torah of Hashem, and he studies Torah day and night, says the uh, says Rebbe, A person can't excel in the study of Torah if he's in a place that he's not attracted to, if he doesn't feel connection. Connection with the Rebbe, connection with the Yeshiva, connection with the place. It plays a part. And what I want you to appreciate here is that word chefetz. You see, I've emphasized it in the words of the Maharik. And it's in the Gemara itself. En adam lo doesn't say elam makom she doesn't say where he wants to. There's a difference between chefetz and rotze. Ki im betorat Hashem chefetzo. It doesn't say ki im betorat Hashem ritzono. What's the difference between chefetzo? It says, David HaMelech, how do you know if somebody has a chefetz for Torah? Not a ratzon for Torah. A chayfetz for Torah. A passion for Torah. How do you know? He's busy with Torah day and night. If he's not busy with Torah day and night, he, he might want Torah. You'll say to him, would you like to learn? Yes. Would you like to be a Tamit Chochem? Yes. But excuse me, right now there's a, there's a soccer game that I want to watch and then I'll, then I'll sit down and we can learn some Gemara. That's not, that's not Torah Hashem Chefzo. That's Torah Hashem Ritzono. Chefzo means Torah to Yehege Yomam Valayla. That's how you tell if it's chefetz. Because the word chefetz and the word ratzon, if you look at the words, you can see from the words they're different. Ratzon has within it the word rats. I'm willing to run towards it. I want it so much. I really want it. I'll run to it. That's ratzon. 
but it's still something separate from me. It's out there and I will run to it. Chafetz comes from the word chafetz, which is object. When there's chafetz, there's nothing, there's no difference between subject and object. It's not I want Torah, I am Torah. There's no, it's not outside of me and I'll go to it, I'll run to it. No, it is me. I am Torah and Torah is me. That's chafetz. Chafetz is when there's no barrier between subject and object, they're completely merged in one. That's when David HaMelech says also, Not a person is rotze chayim. Everybody is rotze chayim. Everybody wants life. But are you chafetz chayim? Is life, and you are you life? Not you, you like life. You like being alive. Are you life itself? Are you chayim? That's chafetz chayim. That's what it means. To be the chafetz of chayim. You are the object of life. You are the epitome of life. When people see you, they see life. That's life. That's what it is. That's chafetz chayim. And the Malbim in, in Vayikra goes into a beautiful discussion on the difference between ratzon and chafetz. And he says, Yeshev del ben ratzon uvein chafetz. The difference is, he says, ratzon is intellectual. It's a choice that you make. You, dis- you make a decision. With ratzon, you can make a decision. I want to want this. I've decided I want to want this. This is something I want to pursue. And you, can, and you can instruct your mind to want it. And then you execute. Then you go afterward. You rat. Then you run. Chefetz you've got no control over. Chefetz is a tchunan nafshit. That comes from your soul. Both good and bad chefetz. Chefetz can't be imposed. Chefetz can't be instructed. You can't even manage your own chefetz. You can manage your ratzon, but not your chefetz. Because your chefetz comes from a place so deeply within you that it's um, expressive of something that Hashem is telling you. It comes, it comes from very, very deep in you. And it's important that we understand these differences. That when you want something, to ask yourself, is this a ratzon or is this a chefetz? So that's on, it's fine. That's on, I can control, I can choose what I want to do. I want to do bad, I can choose to do bad. That's Bechira. I want to waste my time, I can choose to waste my time. I want to sit down and learn a Daf Gomorrah, I can choose to want to do that. But Chefetz is different. Chefetz is, there's, there's just no barrier between me and what I, what I want. It's the same thing. I want it because it's me. I am not me without Torah. I am not me without life. I am not me without this woman I'm in love with. It's not that I want her. I am her. We, we're one together. There's a oneness in that. That's chefetz. And you can't tell a person what chefetz to have. And you can't, can't tell a person where he should have chefetz to learn Torah. We see a, a similar idea very beautifully. I was learning a little piece of, of Tanakh with my grandson yesterday. And it's in the beginning of Shmuel, where finally Hannah is pregnant and she, and she has this baby, Shmuel. And as he did every year, Elkanah, her husband, used to go to Shiloh, to the Mishkan, to bring Korbanot and, and meet with Eli and learn Torah. And he says to her once again, the time has come. It's that part time of the year that we go to, to Shiloh. And she says to him, I, I don't think I'm going to come. Until the child is two years old, I'm not going to go to, to Shiloh. I want to stay home with the baby until he's two. Once he's two... I will give him the Yashav Sham Adolam. I will bring him to Shiloh after I stop breastfeeding him. And then he will stay there forever. I've already dedicated him. Then he will stay there forever. He'll become a, a Talmud Chochem. He'll become ultimately a Novi. He'll stay in, in Shiloh. But until two, I don't want to do that. Says Elkanah, Do whatever you please. If you want to stay home until he's two years old and not come with to, to, to Shiloh, it's fine. 
Ach yakem Hashem et varo. But may Hashem fulfill his word. What does that mean? Says the Matsudas Dovid, Ilan's great, great, great grandfather. Right there. Says the Matsudas Dovid. The first part of your statement, when you said, I want to stay at home until he's two, you can make whatever decision you want. That's fine. So you do it. But then you said, and thereafter I'm going to give him to the Beis Medrash to sit with Eli for the rest of his life. You can't, you can't say that. How do you know he'll want to? You need Hashem to put in your son's heart the desire to want to learn with Eli. You can't enforce that. It's Avroam Avinu with Eliezer. When it comes to things of Chefetz, you can't, you can't enforce that. He's got to want it. And you see from here a mistake most of us make in the Tfilot. We, we say for our children and for our grandchildren. We'll often say in the tefillot, I want my child to be a Talmud Chacham. I want my child to be a Ben Ter. I want my child to be a finer mensch. We dive in for that. But we're missing a piece. I want my child to want to be a Ben Ter. Because it's not going to happen otherwise. It's not something you can force. You can ask Hashem to put it in his heart to want to be that. I want my child to want to be a mensch. I want my child to want to live a life of Torah. That's what we have to dive in for that the Rebunishim puts in the child's heart. The chefetz. Not just a ratzon, but a chefetz, because that doesn't come from anywhere except from Hashem. Says Elkanah to, to Chana, you want to stay for two years? That's fine, your decision. But you can't make a decision about the future of this little child. The little child is going to grow up and has to want it. There has to be a chefetz in the heart of the child. May Hashem, Hashem yakem et hadavar May Hashem put in the heart of this child the desire to do that which you would want him to do. That's what we can only daven for that that should be. We see in this a whole method of, of relating to tefillah for the children that we raise and, and, and what that needs to be. So both in our own children, grandchildren, and in our own hearts to understand the power of chefetz, that through chefetz you understand some of what Ratzon Hashem is. This child, if she, Avram says, if this girl doesn't want to marry Yitzchak, she's not the right girl. That's not from Hashem. Because if she's the right girl, Hashem will put in her heart to want to marry her. You don't have to force it. It's not necessary to force if it's the right thing, it will come from the heart, it will come from inside the person. And that we learn from Avrom Avinu, we see it in the Gemara and Avedah Zorah, we see it in the Chuvas of the Marik, we see it in the Shulchan Aruch, in Simen Reish Mem, in, uh, in Yoredea, and we see it in the Mitzudas Dovid explaining the first parak of Shmuel. Mm-hmm.